Hey everybody, this is Thomas Johnson. This is Jeff Key. This is The Godless Left. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk to you about a very dark part of history in our beloved town, which is the Tulsa Massacre. massacre. The Tulsa Race Massacre. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that incident still has lasting effects on our town that they don't even talk about. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that HBO did a series of The Watchmen to resurface this up to a wider scale. A lot of people would not know about it. A lot of people didn't know about it. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm sure people... Tulsa City, uh, Tulsa and Oklahoma themselves wish they no one would know about it because there's a lot of shit that could affect the local government itself. But to explain the situation, what led to this big uh, foobar in Oklahoma history. <laughs> It all started with a young teenage black man yep. who was working a legitimate job as an elevator operator. Yeah, his name was Dick Rowan. And back then, you gotta understand, the elevators weren't so smooth, okay? They jerk, they move around a lot, yep. they have a lot of... Uh, it, it, it's like freaking riding a really bad carnival ride. There's a lot of motion going on. And he was alone with a white female, Sarah Page, who accidentally fell into him from the duration of the elevator settling into the bottom floor. Yep. And instead of saying it is what it is, she ran off saying that she was assaulted by this young black man. Yep. Which outraged a lot of the white locals at that point in time. And whom were KKK members? A lot of them were part of the Klan. A lot of them were just disgruntled white people to begin with. Yep. And so they hunted him down. They dragged him to the police station over assault of the so-called victim. And many of the black community showed up with guns armed because they were thinking it would be a lynching. And once they were dispersed, that exactly that was exactly what happened because later that night, the people working in the jail allowed a lynch mob in to the said jail to capture him and proceed to lynch him without no trial, no nothing. It was straight done and done. During this point, a lot of them decided to go into Black Wall Street and take it onto there. Yep. A lot of them were disgusted that these people were doing a lot better than a lot of them were and stuff. And so through their frustrations and the excuse of the fact that, well, if that happened to... Good Lord, your phone's blowing up like a oh, motherfucker. No. 
ignore it. <laughs> it's okay. So, with that being said, they went into Black Wall Street looking for problems. <laughs> So, they go in there, they start raiding and ransacking businesses, burning churches down, and all that. And, honestly, this event right here brought the Klan out of hiding for a long period of time. This got them in the forefront and everything in the media back then. Yep. It brought them into a grandstanding. You know, between that and the fact that you had Klan members in presidential and Senate seats at the time, you have the birth of a nation being yeah, issued. Yeah. You know, painting a bright, beautiful picture of the Klan at the time. So this gave them excuse to try to flex their muscle. Yeah. You know, and these poor people didn't see what's coming. Yeah, cops were uh, handing out guns and deputy ships to anybody, including apparently a uh, a passing black man who happened to look white enough that they uh, gave him the gun and the deputy ship. Okay, I'm going to say this real quick, okay? If I was that black man who got deputized because he looked white... I would risk getting lynched, just like, you fat piggy motherfucker, just a bat, you know. <laughs> Square pig, you know. And believe me, I would be that one, I mean, if I, if I was that person, so knowing how I am, I would risk getting executed just for the pleasure of plugging a motherfucker. <laughs> right. You know? it was, <laughs> Seriously, uh, that's me. That's just me. It's like, be like fucking blazing saddles. <laughs> badgers, we don't need those stinking badgers. <laughs> I just had to say that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, shit those motherfuckers. But no. no. There was about at least 150, if not more like 300, that were killed that day. <coughs> Even more, possibly, because here recently they discovered uh, mass, mass graves, graves yeah. in some of the older cemeteries yep. here in Tulsa. Yep. Now, after the ashes from the flames are all settled and all that, the smoke is settled, everything's cleared out. A lot of people don't realize, I learned this from a friend of mine as a school teacher did research on this. The city and the state, after a lot of these people's homes were burnt down to the foundation, they were booted out of their homes, out of their land, their property, and all that. They lost everything. Yep. They claimed their property for themselves. They never issued it back to the families. They never... They basically claimed it and built stuff over it for themselves. And to this day, you go into downtown Tulsa, you see businesses, colleges, and other things built up, and you see all this old foundation all around. Yeah. Those were the homes that they stole from those families, and they built over them. They never issued it back to those families. And that's something that they don't tell anyone about. 
And a lot of these families fought tooth and nail for decades, even up to when I was a child, trying to get what's owed to them back. Yeah. But by that time, everything was built over and established as city property or government property. So they don't have the, the liberty to get any of that back from them, which is bullshit. It's like yeah. what happened with the witch trials. You know, all, right. all these people were accused of being something that they weren't. Yeah. They were executed, and then the township took claim of the property. Yeah. It's horseshit. You know? And from what I understand, a bunch of black people were rounded up, brought to, like, county or community center or something like that. Yeah. And they could not be released unless a white person signed off on them. Yeah. Right. And just imagine how... Bad is going to be for that one individual that does come up and sign off for them, considering the fact that at that time, you know, hey, you brought, this incident brought the clan out of the hiding. Yep. You know, they brought them in like the forefront, the main picture. You know, to the point where they're everywhere now. So if you want to sign off for this individual, you're going to be a target too. Yep. And you want to talk about the KKK in Tulsa? There was Tate Brady, who was. A big name at that point. Owned a lot of property. I think he was involved in politics, I believe. And he was also the mainstay name for the Brady Theater, which later be- got changed because of because his of, involvement. Yeah. You know, which everyone everyone growing up, you know, you want to go see big shows in Tulsa, you either go to the Kings Ballroom or the Brady, Brady Theater. Theater. Yep. Or the Lady Brady, you know, yep. but not realizing that Brady Theater is named after fucking Klansman. Right. <laughs> wow, you know, just. And about four years previously, there was a uh, little workers' union called the International, uh, the Industrial Workers of the World, the IWW, and they were uh, tarred and feathered and driven out of town. And he played a prominent role in that. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, sadly, Oklahoma still kind of plays a prominent role in not so much as it used to be, but there's still elements of that lingering around in Oklahoma. Definitely down in Texas. Oh, boy. <laughs> You know, I could go on about that, but <laughs> the thing is, you know, up until like the 90s, early 2000s, that element of racism and bigotry was prominent in, in Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. They used to hold freaking festivals for this shit out in little boondocks. Of, for the KKK. For the KKK, the yeah. white supremacists and all that. They used to call it Aryan Fest. Okay, it's like little Woodstock for bigots, you know. And, <laughs> right. and I've seen this on documentaries about this shit and stuff, and they bring up, you know, them coming here holding little recruiting parties, whatever. Which, yeah. You know, trust me, you burn them all, burn them all, burn them all. You know, <laughs> just. Fucking angers me, you know. I mean, 
And, you know, these poor people, like, back then in the 1921 when the riots happened, okay? Yeah. Coming from the slavery, post-Civil War, yep. okay? Yep. They pushed back all the way to, you know, Indian Territory. Yep. They scraped every little nickel and dime they had to build up a nice, clean business for themselves. And they did it. And they did. They were successful. They weren't bothering anyone. Nope. They weren't doing not a goddamn thing wrong. They got their own nice homes and everything else. And so I, they can blame it all on fucking Dick Rowan and the incident with Sarah Page and all that shit. But to me, it just looks like fucking jealousy. Exactly. All it was is because these people were jealous that the black men was actually doing well for themselves during that period in time. Yep. Okay. And the fact that it just took one thing to set it off, and that's what happened. Yeah. They just needed an excuse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, similar thing happened in uh, Florida around the same time. They made a movie about the Vin Rames called Rosewood. If you haven't seen that movie, I really suggest you go check it out and see what it's about. It's the same situation Different town, right? Different state, and they had a freaking witch hunt with that. Okay, it was a nasty incident back then too, and it's just there was even a documented uh, statement from one of the white people involved in the riots. Yeah, stating shit. These you know n words. I'm not even going to say the damn word. Yeah, I don't like to, but these n words. Have it better than us. Yeah. So they went from rioting and terrorizing these families and murdering to looting and robbing and stealing from them. Well, if you don't like the fact that they have it better than you, then get up off your ass and do what they did. Yep. Work hard and get and you have what they have. Yeah. Because I mean, like, invest in your community. Exactly. Yeah. And what what happens? I mean, now to this day, that part of Tulsa has become a no man's land. Yeah. You know, they did, our town, our mayor, our governor, and our representatives have not even left a finger to put any effort into putting into that part of town. Yeah. For decades, from that point on, to the point where it was left easily for gangs to kind of wander in and take hold of things, where it's hard for people to actually run and operate a good, honest business to provide jobs and safety for the community. Now, it's just a no-man's land. And I blame everything on that. On the race massacre that happened yeah. back then. <clears throat> History has a strange way of echoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, yeah, I mean... Some of this kind of makes me think of the Panthers a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh... The Panthers set up a uh, breakfast program. Yeah. Made sure that the people in the neighborhood got fed, taken care of. Mm-hmm. And they were doing so well, so successfully, that the feds had to come in and bust it up. Yep. And the thing about it is the Black Panthers and stuff, 
lot of people want to talk shit about them and all that stuff without even knowing what all they did. Yeah. What their true purpose was. Yeah. Taking care of the community, policing the police, make sure that the fucking police are not getting out of line. You know? What we talked about last week with all the violence that has been perpetuated upon the African American communities. Exactly. And it's fucking ridiculous. I, I mean, I felt that, you know, I mean, if DB, there should be more groups like the Black Panthers yes. out there. I mean, not just for just one race, just for the community itself. And as I believe we've talked about on previous podcasts, Huey Newton and Fred Hampton actually reached out to these white guys. These yeah. white guys who had fucking Confederate flags. Yeah. Because they wanted to build roads with other groups. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it was not violent. Yeah. Even with the fucking guns, the fucking guns were there to make sure the police did not act violently. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> right now, as of today... There's more police violence that popped up on the news. Yeah. You know, that one gentleman that got shot in the back several times. Yep. And they're not wanting to release body cam footage of what happened. Obviously, that's a sign of guilt. And realizing, well, <laughs> we fucked up. We're not going to let you guys know how bad we fucked up. There's a, there was a guy named Walter Scott. Mm-hmm. Talking about police shooting people in the back. <laughs> he, was, he was a black dude. He wasn't a threat to the police officer at all. He was simply running away from the police officer. Mm-hmm. Bam, bam, bam. No, I mean... And you can look that shit up. Walter Scott was his name. I'm just so sick and tired of seeing so much of this going on when it can be easily resolved. Just people don't want to take the effort in it, but yeah, we're digressing. Um, <laughs> but the Tulsa Race Massacre was a very traumatic thing, and the reason that no one hears a lot about it is because Tulsa didn't want a lot of people to know about it, yeah, because they had a lot of skeletons in their closet about their handling of things, yeah, like I said, about the handling of the properties of the victims and yeah. stuff. They stole that from them. They kept that from them. You there know? was a church that the black community of Tulsa had built. It was on the border of where the black part of the neighborhood was and the white part of the neighborhood was. Mm-hmm. And there was even debate as to whether they, the white people should go and try to burn the church or not because it's so damn close to all the white shit. Yeah. And they still went ahead and did it anyway. It's, you know, I mean, it's like, well, should we, shouldn't we? Well, cleanest, we already got this road up. They they had just built that church, too. It had just been built within that, probably within the month, if not the week. That's got to be heartbreaking. It had just been built. Mind you, I'm not a Christian. And stuff, but still, the point is, you just got done building something yeah. like that for your community just to have some fuck Peckerwood come around and knock it down. Yep. It's like, you know, 
you're a kid in fucking you know daycare. You just build this awesome thing out of Legos, and some other kid come around being a dick and just kicked it all down to pieces. Now, the thing about black community, from what I understand, churches are very prominent within black communities mm-hmm. because churches are where you get the underground railroad. It's where you get the uh, the freedom songs. Mm-hmm. It's where a lot of the counterculture or the push for freedom came from a lot of those churches. And a lot of those preachers and pastors, it was a strong place for community. Mm-hmm. Gave them some motivation to keep on going, but... Exactly. You know, and... I mean, even so now, I mean, considering the fact that um, the Georgia senator right now yeah. is a pastor... Um, Reverend, where you want to label him as, right? Um, was operating out of the same church Martin Luther King was operating out of, so that has a lot of significance to that community, to that state, for those people, yeah, for him to be able to be a voice for those people, so which is very important. You got to have something for you, yeah, but. It's like, with what happened with the Tulsa Massacre, um, for years, they didn't yeah. teach about it in schools, which I think they should. Yeah. There's um, a lot of black marks they don't like to talk about in our uh, fine education programs. No. It was okay we could talk about the Oakland City bombing, but we can't talk about the race. Mess. I've even heard of some school books being like, Black people immigrated here. Uh, uh, forced immigration. They don't even talk about the Trail of Tears. They don't right. talk about the Trail of Tears. They don't talk about how the Native Americans were forced off their land all the way out to here. They don't talk about all the failed treaties that the U.S. government failed to uphold for decades. They keep breaking one and Try and make it up with a new one. They yeah. break that one. And so to the point where now the Native American people that live on our reservations don't have running water. They don't have running plumbing. They don't have any working heat or air. They don't have no access to actual decent health care or anything else unless they pile into a car and drive two to four mile, or four hours away just to get what they significantly need. And then when they're done, they have to come back to the shacks that they're living in because the U.S. government put them there. You know, they don't teach about that shit in the schools like they used to. You know, I think that's another failing aspect with our community because, you know, if we don't educate what has happened in the past, our children now won't show appreciation to what their family and their ancestors been through to have a better mindset of things for the future to come. Because right now, yeah, there's some kids out there doing good and decent, but then there's others out there that are just a bunch of feral little bastards who don't give a shit. I mean, seriously, those feral little bastards out there, I see them out there, and I'm like, boy, where... I'm tired, you know, I'm tired of them running wild, I'm tired of the fucking... The whole politically correct deal and stuff. When I grew up and stuff, yeah. I got online, I got the tar beat out of me. 
You know, you know, I don't wish them get beaten, but I wish them get a good lashing across the ass. You know, <laughs> good lord, my grandmother whipped my ass with a switch. All right, took me one time. I straightened the fuck up. You know, they don't discipline kids like they used to. Yeah, they don't educate our children like they used to. Yeah. You know, that's why a lot of kids are going wild out there because they're not knowing about their history and they're not knowing what real discipline is. You know, and I think that's where a lot of history repeating itself keeps happening. You know, I mean, like these little fucking you know, bigots run around because their mom and pop were such a bigot. Yep. They learn how to be that way. Yeah. I mean, you can't snatch them up like a fucking dog that just shit on the carpet. You cannot just shove their face in it and be with the newspaper. See what you did? <laughs> yeah. See? See this? See this racist shit here? Don't do it again. You know. You can't just whoop their ass and call it good. You gotta fucking teach them that this ain't right. Well, that's the thing. They're being taught the opposite. I know. I swear I was in Hamilton, Texas. God damn, I hate that place. <laughs> that whole town is nothing but incest and fucking racism. With a dash of fucking math. Okay? Right. They're the biggest claim to fame. Well, Billy the Kid buried here. Lottie fucking dog. <laughs> you know? You see these kids running around like, I hate them damn N-word. Right. Insert word here. Insert word here. Yep. You know, we stayed down there. Me and my son was like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, the scale of evolution has been dialed back several notches down the <laughs> list. Here. You know. They're fighting for the thumbs, huh? Shit. It's like, oh, my sister, brother, cousin, da-da-da-da-da, you know. <laughs> The, I love my father, Paul, Grandpa, Uncle. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, but they're openly just fucking, you know, being racist out there. Like yeah. that and Heiko are nothing but bigots, mainly. I mean, the clan runs strong in that town. I was like, why the fuck do we even come down here? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm thinking with the wrong head, because I was so <laughs> mad in love with this one bitch, you know. But, but no, it's 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 sadly to say I've seen the worst of the worst, and these people do exist still. But we're not just talking about racist motherfuckers; we're talking about poor motherfuckers too, right? Poor white trash motherfuckers. Because what I notice is a lot of times it's education. Mm-hmm. It's about actually being exposed to other people, exposed to other things, mm-hmm. learning about shit. Yeah. And another thing is that poor people, they know they're being fucked, but they don't always understand who they're getting fucked by. I don't care as long as they kiss me, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's what it is. They project... Their animosity and their anger about being ass fucked on the wrong people. Yeah, towards people that got less money and less power than they do. And anytime you're directing your anger at people with less money and less power, 
you're fucking up. Mm. And what's funny is these are the same people that keep voting for the same motherfuckers who are fucking them. Yep. In the office. Yep. He did good. He he put a card about last time. I'm voting back in. <laughs> <clears throat> It was like, that felt good when he slid that in. I, I, so let me make America great again. For a little while. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked me like my pa did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, they're like, they're drink, they're not drinking that Kool Aid. They're fucking chugging that shit, man. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. Had a little personal moment there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, oh my goodness gracious. I mean, with the lack of education towards the children, yep. the wrong people guiding them, being yep. role models for them, we're going to have another freaking herd of fucking feral bigots popping up here, you know? And between the police getting out of line yep. and some of that, the the rise of new forms of bigots, where it not be clan, you have these armed militias yeah. now, like the Minutemen and whatever, and uh, the Proud Boys. Proud Boys, Oath Protectors. Who have a significant number of people connected to white supremacist groups involved in there. Yeah. And some of these white supremacist groups aren't looking like they typically used to look like now. No. They're looking like these militias. They're getting armed up in gear. They're fucking actually get more strategic, more, yeah. you know, instead of having a bunch of Drunken bald bastards and suspenders running around doing a bunch <laughs> of fucking rowdy shit like you see at a fucking soccer game. Yeah. Or a bunch of fucking old fucks in robes like, ooh, spooky. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I mean, seriously. I mean, you see a bunch of fuckers in fucking robes and hoods and stuff like that. All you need is a match. You'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it's polyester! Oh, yeah. Just stand a little closer to that cross. Get in there. Get get the image next to the cross. Hey, you know death or fucking your sister? That's my sister right there! Fuck you, you! <laughs> God damn. And then you got fucking David Duke, right? David Duke... If you think about it, was David Duke popped his creepy little ass up during that fucking... Um, 2016 incident down there in uh, yep. Charlottesville. Charlottesville. And think about it, people, those of you who don't know who David Duke is, he's like... You're better off, honestly. <laughs> Let me explain something to you about David Duke, this fucking schmuck of a man. This guy looked like he was living out of his mom's basement for ages, wearing this cheap-ass suit... Back in the 70s, he had this goofy-ass fucking mustache. Looked like from a gay porn. 
You know, with his goofy fucking parted hair. Well, the first time I saw him, he looked like he was intentionally trying to be albino. He looked like he was trying to be as fucking white as he possibly could be. And he he was like a, a fucking corpse to me. He, he, he looked like, like one of the ginger kids from fucking South Park. But no, this motherfucker here, back in the 70s, trying to kind of rebrand the clan, trying to kind of be more political. Yep. Okay, this guy was in charge of the clan for decades, and all he wanted to do was work his way into politics. Yep. yep. And he was trying, well, we are not this way, we're this way, that way, but we're not like that. You know, he always tried to do a smooth talking, smooth sale to everyone about how they're not violent, they're a social group, and all this other shit. The motherfucker, we have a hundred years, hundreds of years of documentation showing that you motherfuckers are not peaceful at all one bit. Richard the Dick Spencer. I like to call him Richard the fucking Dick. Because I think he's a The author of the dick. Truman, uh... I don't, I don't know if he altered anything. Uh, but the guy I'm thinking of is, uh... <sighs> the fuck is he? He's a white nationalist. He's a white supremacist. He's he was a, also like their preacher and all that shit. Well, he kind of acts like it. Yeah. He was the author of the Turner Diaries that influenced uh, Timothy McVeigh to blow up the Pharaoh building in Oklahoma City. I don't... I, I, I think you're thinking about somebody else. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll fact check that later, okay? <laughs> but, anyway... This guy I'm thinking of is pretty fucking new. He's the guy who got hit in the fucking face... And uh, fucking viral gifs and videos. Oh, but the magazines have done interviews with this motherfucker who uh, they've tried to make him look like an upstanding young man. <laughs> yeah, he's an upstanding, different class of Nazi. He's a different class of white supremacist trash because he wears a nice suit and he has a has a buzz cut of a haircut it's all classy and shit okay i got it mixed up i do apologize who i was thinking of was william luther pierce okay he was the author of the trinder diaries and he was also a um the Turner Diaries, for those who don't know, is a uh, fictional. Yeah, you know, it's a fictional white supremacist screed, basically. See. Plays off a lot of fucking stereotypes, right? Oh yes, and one of the parts of the book in question depicts the characters blowing up a federal building ah. and whatnot. But uh, this person here had a compound where everyone goes to like once a year. He has his own little church. Right. Where he did sermons over. And it was like, you know, you know, bigot Mecca yeah. for white supremacy. He passed away, thankfully. Oh, you know what Richard Spencer is? He's an ethno-nationalist. 
What do you fucking do? Which is basically a couple of fancy words, which basically means that he wants all the white people to live in one part of the country, mm -hmm. and he wants all the other people to live in other parts of the country. And just separate all the races out, and we'll be okay as long as all the white people just know white people. <laughs> oh, guess what, buddy? Not everyone's white, okay? Yep. Not everyone's one race in particular. I did research on Ancestry.com. I did the whole yeah. DNA deal. I found out that, yeah, I also I have Native American. I have a little bit of European. But I also found out that I have a little bit of African blood in me. I also have a little bit of Russian blood in me. Okay? And that goes way, way, way back. Yeah. So even though I look like a white fucking Shrek motherfucker, <laughs> okay, I, I'm an ugly child. I give myself a hard time. But even though I have white skin, I have a little bit of black in me. Okay? So, and there was a uh, a particular a racist yeah. who got outed on national television found out that he was part black. Yeah. And that was fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> he was trying to overtake this one little small town and community and all that stuff. And they brought him on, and so they thought it would be nice to just do a little DNA fact check. <laughs> they opened up that envelope, and that host of the show was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is fucking good! You know? And he had this smug look, like, what? What? And when they fucking just blasted right there, like, He's <laughs> like, no, wait a goddamn video. That's not right. It's fucking right, man. We checked it three times. <laughs> You're part black. <laughs> if that ruined his fucking chances with any fucking, you know, race yep. group altogether, because their deal is to be a part of us, you have to be completely white. Oh, well. <clears throat> I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but there's too much, you know, jungle loving in your oven, so. <laughs> so. I mean, why? Why are people still to this day stuck on this shit? I mean, I don't discriminate, yeah. you know. Loving is loving. You like a person, so like that hook up with them. Yep. Okay? Human, we're, we're made of fucking same fucking... Material, yeah. you know, just we come in different shades, you know, color, different flavors, you know, but we're made the same, you know. Yeah. It's like going to Basket Robbins, okay? We're it's all made the same, but you have this flavor over here, that flavor over here. If you want to mix it up a little bit, go ahead and mix <laughs> that shit up a little bit, you know. What are we race only comes down to melanin? That's it. Everything else is social. Everything else is a fucking history. Exactly. And it's a history that's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and here's the part. Here, I, I really recommend this to people. If you're out and about and you hear someone say something so fucking ignorant and stupid about race, smack them upside their fucking head. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, sir. I just got to put that needle back on track on your record here a bit. What were you saying again? <laughs> oh, it's skipping again. Here, let me fix that for you. <laughs> Come on. You cannot keep repeating the same fucking shit. Educate our young. You know? 
Teach him better than we did. No shit. Right. My son right now, even though he's off playing his games, cold line, I'm teaching him how people fucked up in the past. Yep. I teach him about civil rights. I'm teaching him about the gay right movement movements. Okay? I'm teaching him about the history of everything. Because school's not teaching them like they should like they should. Like they used to. Yeah. As a parent, it's my responsibility to educate him. So that way he can be able to socially interact with others the right way. And like the other people we met are like, like burn him down! Get him pumped! <laughs> no. No, 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 no. My son's autistic. Just turned 13. He has enough common sense to look at that. He's like, that is fucked up. He don't say that. <laughs> but he says you know something a little bit nicer than that. That's the same meaning. I was yeah. like, What's wrong with those people? That's stupid. That's, yes, son. That's very stupid. Very fucking stupid. Or that screwed up. Yeah. Thank you. You know, my my son may be autistic, but he's not dumb. He's smart as a whip, and he knows when to call bullshit on people, just like his dad. Thank yep. you. Yep. No. That's how you should do it. You know. Yeah. I mean, these people that went through all this hell during the Tulsa Race Massacre sacrificed a lot. Yeah. And their voice hasn't been heard loud enough. And it took. Now, as of 1st of June this year, it will be 100 years. Yes. Yeah. And, again, with the attention that HBO has brought onto the incident. Yep. With the show Watchmen, which is a loose a TV show loosely adapted off of the Watchmen DC... comic series. Yeah, the DC Watchmen comic series. It kind of brings attention to people what happened here. Yeah. Which includes... Bombs falling yes. from the fucking sky. Which did happen. Yeah. Because there's no other way for that to happen back then other than... Yeah. You know. And... <clears throat> mind you people. You know, there's so much that they're still trying to learn and figure out with this incident. There's people where the Black Wall Street... Uh, at this trying to set up shop again. They're trying to regrow the neighborhood. They regrow the neighborhood. Yeah. But they need a lot more help to expand from Black Wall Street all the way into North Tulsa. Yeah. But that's where the city council and the mayor are reluctantly fighting against. Because they're focusing on the areas that has the most money put into it to begin with. Yeah. So now these people are struggling to save their neighborhood 
from the crime that was allowed into it to begin with and trying to reestablish it and grow again. Again, like I said, city council and the city mayor both reluctant and neglectfully refuse to assist them in any way. And I think they need to get more people behind them to help them get their voice heard, to help them clean up North Tulsa. Clean it out. And I know it's probably obvious, but the people who didn't leave the town who were living in around Black Wall Street, that's where the north side comes from, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And they were they were living in prosperity that they had created mm-hmm. that was destroyed from outside forces. And now they're living in fucking North Tulsa. Well, those all their part... ancestors are anyway. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are living up in North Tulsa because it's part of the neighborhood, part of the community. Yeah. It's just, you know, <sighs> these people are still suffering from all this stuff. It's still going on. Yeah. And now here in West Tulsa, where I live, we're getting a taste of that too. So they're giving us the same treatment. But you go to South Tulsa... Yep. All these beautiful homes, fancy schools, yep. private schools. Yep. All this money going into businesses and shops and opportunities, all this stuff. Everything is squeaky fucking clean. Including the people. Yeah. A lot of white motherfuckers over in that part of town. Man, don't even start on that shit. <laughs> These motherfuckers had schools out there that are so fucking polished up, man. They look like colleges, but they're just fucking high schools and junior highs. Yeah. They have football stadiums that, you know, mirror the image of college stadiums. And they're only fucking junior high and high schools. The thing that I think is worth thinking about and remembering is uh, trauma and poverty often go hand in hand, and they're often generational. Yeah. If think about it is, you have, think about it is, Tulsa has this nasty fucking incident yeah. on its record, on its history. Yeah. And how they're treating those parts of town, those aspects of town, is... Not from it's very familiar to other towns, other big cities. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there's a big fucking nasty mark on the, all these other major cities in other states, just like we do here in yeah. Tulsa. And I think that looking back on how things are here in Tulsa, I think that could be an explanation for some of these major cities now they're treating certain aspects of their towns. Yeah, like uh. Look at the the Watts riots. Right. All right. Look at yeah. Detroit, Chicago. You know, I guarantee you, you look back at all those major riots and outbursts and outbreaks and stuff like that. Yep. The areas that are more affected by those riots are the ones that are getting hit the worst right now. Yeah. And they're not getting no help. 
And I think a lot of people should reach out and try to kind of do that and try to help out, you know, try to get that voice heard again, you know. And build up the towns that you live in. Yeah. <sighs> so, <coughs> any thoughts, man? Yeah. Uh, I feel like we've covered a lot. I know it's a kind of a depressing thing to talk about right now, but it had to be talked about. Yeah. I mean, with everything being said and done right now, Black Lives Matter, police brutality and stuff like that, and the pending anniversary of the, the race massacre, I think a lot of you people should hear directly on how everything's being treated. What I do think is interesting is the, uh, you know, for a long time, the Tulsa massacre was called the Tulsa riot. Mm-hmm. And I do think the language is something worth talking about. Yeah, because they didn't want to acknowledge it as what it was. Exactly. Because wanted... Language is often used to hide shit. Yeah, because... The fact that the city and the state government stole the land from the victims. Yep. They had a... We found one unmarked mass grave. Yep. And which leads me to think that there's going to be probably more. Yeah. Because of how many people that died and have been undocumented. Yep. Then you have... The fact that to this day they don't want to acknowledge it or assist anyone with anything about it, and <clears throat> how they basically wrote off that section of Tulsa altogether without no efforts, but yet they want to beautify the parts of Tulsa that's already getting loaded up with a bunch of fucking money to begin with. I mean, you go to Northside. I mean, I have friends that had kids go to Northside schools. I have relatives with the Northside schools. They don't get jack shit for funding whatsoever, but yeah. they're making the best out of it, best they can. They're trying to do the best they can with what little they get. Talking about riots and massacres, the, uh, with a riot, it sounds like the people are destroying their own neighborhood. Mm. Sounds like they're fucking their own shit up. Yeah. That's what comes to mind when people think riot. Yeah. A fucking massacre means that they didn't do that. That was done to them. Yeah. And that needs to be remembered. Yeah, because you have all these fucking angry white people, not because the guy allegedly assaulted this woman, no. Everyone knew damn well she didn't get assaulted. She yeah. didn't know she didn't get assaulted. Actually, as far as that goes, he wasn't actually lynched. He uh, lived past September. They, uh, and there were never any... The, I don't think the case ever went to court. No, they killed him. They yanked him out of the jail cell and killed him. Hmm. I don't know. No, so... Um, well, that, that's what, you know, got things sparked up, you know, because 
they uh, killed the kid, and they decided to take it into town and do their thing. Yeah. The black people in the community found out that he was murdered. They reacted. Yeah. By, you know, they're, oh, shit, they're coming into here? Well, they're trying to go for safety. They're trying to protect themselves. They're trying to arm themselves if they can. Yeah. But then they're outnumbered. I mean, yeah. there's there's people coming in from out of town. Yes. Driving in from out of state just to get their hands involved in this. Yeah. You know? I mean, this shit spills out to other states yep. back then. But yeah. People don't realize how major this was. Yeah. Even to this day, some of the local uh, uh, politicians don't want that shit beard out. Even retired politicians. Yeah. You know? There are some cases that happened back in the day. That a lot of local politicians retired and not have covered up or have like annexed our record. Yeah. Redacted. Yeah. Like the the Hex House crimes that we have the Halloween haunt attraction yeah. every year. Right. I used to work with them. Um a lot of information from that trial, from that case, has been annexed out of record. Huh. But, you know, what information is available kind of paints a blatant picture of what she did, the woman, uh, Caroline Smith. Right. But, now, just, you know, people, you know, learn from past mistakes and realize how serious things can be. I mean, good Lord Almighty. I mean, a lot of the shit that's going on nowadays is from failure of educating the young of what happened in history. Yep. Teaching them right from wrong. History is a nightmare we're still trying to wake up from. <clears throat> but everyone, all that shit echoes back. No shit. And like I said, I've been in some towns where they're stuck in the past. But some of them don't want to get out of the past. They just love just crawling up in that ass. Just, <laughs> just, just reliving them good old days, you know. It's <laughs> like my Paul said after he molested my sister. Yeah. And I say good enough for them. May we weave them behind in the past that they so love. Hopefully, they fucking die off. Yeah. And you know what? I'll be dying laughing if a lot of them bigots go on Ancestry.com find out they're African American or they're Chinese at some point. <laughs> well, I'm not pure! <laughs> Maybe they fucking eat a bullet out of fucking shock and amazement that they're fucking black the whole time. <laughs> but... That being said, I'm Thomas Johnson. I'm Jeff Key. And this is The, the Godless, Godless Left. Left. Hope you enjoy it and hope you stay tuned for next time when we have more shit for you. Till next time.